Hey, welcome to a special condensed season two of the On Verge podcast, where we'll be delivering five episodes in 20 days leading up to the October 9th Ministry Leadership Conference sponsored by the Northwest Coast Presbytery. This conference is called Verge, and the theme this year is Think Again. And season two of this podcast will include shorter conversations with each of the fabulous speakers or worship leaders for the Verge Leadership Conference. So learn more and register for Verge at verge.northwestcoast.org. That's V-E-R-G-E dot northwestcoast, all spelled out, dot org. My guest today for On the Verge is Shanda Rule. Shanda is an accomplished vocalist, vocal coach, and storyteller with several recordings, including her 2020 single, Hold On, with the Sweet Emma Band, and the 2019 jazz album, Sapphire Dreams. Shanda grew up on the south side of Chicago on sacred and gospel music, where her mom was a choir director. She loves to be able to sing together with others, yes, even virtually during the pandemic, to praise the divine. After growing up in Chicago, she began a journalism career in Washington, D.C., before one afternoon in a park, she was given a vision for acting and singing that she'll share with us in this interview. That prompted her to move to New York City, where she pursued vocal education at City University of New York School of Music. She then attended Union Theological Seminary out of a spiritual calling to storytelling and understanding this gift of music in the context of the divine. Today, she lives with her family in Vienna, Austria, where she's doing jazz vespers and sharing today's joy on Instagram every day while raising her daughter. She's going to be leading us in music at the Verge Leadership Conference on October 9th. Learn more about Verge and register at verge.northwestcoast.org. And now enjoy this conversation with Shanda Rule. Well, I am so excited I get to be here with Shanda Rule, who is an amazing vocalist, who is a storyteller and a writer and a coach and a teacher and of all things, a Pilates instructor. Is there anything artistically that you don't do, Shanda? This is funny. You, you've been you've been online Googling. This was uh, eons ago that I was doing fitness, but I, I did used to oh, okay. Pilates, but now I have not been. But I'm really interested in the, in pursuing yoga teaching. <laughs> so, yeah, when, when the time presents itself, I'm a mom also and a wife, among other things. So, yeah. yeah, when the time presents itself, I would like to do that. But yes, I'd like to stay busy. <laughs> it's wonderful. You are going to be leading us in song and worship at Verge on October 9th, and you've been so gracious to accept our invitation, and we're so excited to have you here. So, um, Shanda, we'd like to get to know you a little bit, and I wonder if you could tell us about your spiritual upbringing. Wow. Okay. Well, spirituality has always been an important part of my life and my family's life. So it's, there's a long line of it. I come from a long line of preachers and evangelists, my grandparents, my grandmom, um, deacons and those sorts of things. And so, um, yes, it was just a very uh, huge part of, of my family's life. And I grew up, of course, going to church every Sunday and Wednesday and Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Actually, on Wednesday, my mom 
when I was younger, she had choir rehearsal on this day. And so this was a special day that I got to spend with my dad. And this is what we did. So we had uh, father-daughter time and he would read me Bible stories and just really uh, encourage me to ask lots of questions and just teach me about the Bible, about prayer and those things. And that just really is, was the rock for me. And I've gone many different places with that. Lord, That's where it started, really, <laughs> with great. that, with that father, father, daughter time, and then of course, you know, just going to church on Sundays and singing in the choirs, and and just really being a, a part of my church, which, which again, with within my community and and my family, church was the center of of everything. Where did you grow up? I grew up uh, about twenty minutes outside of Chicago. Okay. So, yeah, um, in the south suburbs of Chicago. And yeah. I grew up at a church called Trinity United Church of Christ. Yeah. In Chicago, on the south side. Now, you found your way, though, out to New York at some point, right? You went to yeah. City University of New York out there, and you went to Union at Columbia. Uh-huh. Um, how, how did you get there? And what drew you there? Oh, I went to, I studied journalism first because I, you know, my family was also a very academic family. They're like, no, you, you can't go to school to study, study music or art. No, no. So um, <laughs> I tried that. That's, I went to New York because um, I went to school in DC for undergrad okay. and I wanted to work in publishing and in advertising. So that's why I moved to New York. Gotcha. Then about a year later, I, it was just, you know, it was a little too much. I was really young. I was 21. <laughs> like, this is too much. Will this be my life? I'm, I'm working at a desk and like watching TV on the weekends. I had a pretty magical moment one day. I just kind of took a day off of work and I was writing in my journal by this tree. I'm like, what is my life going to look like? What's going to happen? What can I do? Maybe maybe I'll become um, an actor. And literally I looked up and there was this Shakespeare in the park in New Jersey who was, was doing a rehearsal because <laughs> I'd been sitting there so long and zoned out. I was like, oh my goodness, Like Shakespeare in the park is right in front of me. Maybe I should ask them. <laughs> and so I just, I remember getting up and I asked him like, okay, if I wanted to do this, what should I do? What should I, what, what should I do? Should I get, take a class? Where should I go? And someone pointed me to the director and he looked to me up and down. He said, just go stand over there. And so basically I was then in the play as an extra, which is great. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty much how everything started with me. Like, it was kind of like, okay, well, do you sing? Okay, so so go do this. Where troubles melt like lemon drops away Above those chimney tops That's 
basically the farther along I, I got, um, I, I had to start taking some classes and learn something because I didn't know how to, you know, talk to other musicians. I didn't know anything. So okay. that's why I went to City College just to kind of get some basics some uh, about musicianship, <laughs> really. So music wasn't a professional pursuit for you until later, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I always loved it. I always loved it. And it was kind of uh, like a dream in the back of my head. But I just never really thought that it would be <laughs> become um, such a part of my life as it is now. Definitely. Well, I had fun getting to know a little bit about you and your work. And one of the things I was compelled by was the publication of your recent book. In February, right? It's pretty new. Yes, called yes. How the Butterfly Got Her Beautiful Wings. Yes. And this is a, an incarnation of your storytelling, at least in, in language and image. Yes. But you also do storytelling with music in many ways. Mm-hmm. So tell us about storytelling and what's the importance of story and how you engage it. Oh, wow. Um I I absolutely love storytelling and how this developed was actually when I was at seminary, my first year, one of the things that I told my advisor, you know, I'm open to everything, but I don't do sermons. I don't do that. And they just kind of laughed. They kind of laughed at me. So, okay. And so of course, when it was time to write sermons, they really pushed me. They're like, oh, okay. You know, you're supposed to be an artist. You, you're not stretching enough. You're not stretching enough. And they mm. just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. <laughs> and okay. finally I said, well, why don't I try um, writing a story? Why don't I try uh, not taking my text or not looking at a traditional lectionary, but looking to the community and seeing what's happening there and then going to, to scripture. And okay. so basically I had an advisor for my time there really work with me on just crafting stories. And I already knew some wonderful musicians and the jazz music director at St. Peter's was really into it. And we were great friends and he decided to work on this project with me. And that's where this was born actually. And then through that, Mm. just um, really beginning to learn how, or what happens to the mind when we share our stories with one another, you know, how we can really start to empathize with one another and really open up our minds. And then pairing that with what happens when we're sticking to each other with each other, you know, and, and all the, the wonderful biological things that our bodies do how we're more trusting with one another and i thought what a wonderful thing to share with people and we can find ways of listening to each other in new ways um find ways of of empathizing with one another and yeah that's that's how i started doing these mother no one knows where you've been and can't no one make you give in Keep your hand on the plow. Hold on. Our Verge conference that's coming up that you're going to be a part of, the theme of it is Think Again. And the idea is we're, we want to invite people to rethink church. We feel like all of the crazy and the pain and the crisis and the possibility that has been encountered in the last couple of years gives us a moment to rethink. And we just want to encourage people to do that as we gather together. 
And so I wonder if you could just give us a little flavor. What are you planning to welcome us with in worship? Well, you know, I have been thinking about how to welcome people into that space. And one thing that has really been on my mind is, you know, what, what the human being would naturally do before one thinks, before Mm -hmm. we take that step, how do we prepare ourselves to think or think about something, to bring to think again. And what keeps coming to my mind has been feel, feeling and then thinking and then acting. And so um, with that time of worship, I really want to invite people to drop in to feeling, to noticing what's happening in the body, really being aware of, of, of just our natural wisdom and, and, and how that will allow us to really be present, to think and to be open to not just what the mind latches onto, because I feel like the mind does, does many interesting things, right? Yes, <laughs> but, <it does. laughs> Some are helpful, some not so helpful. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? And so I'm, I'm hoping that by creating the space or just uh, bringing attention to to the body's natural wisdom, to feeling, to what the heart is saying, that that could really be instrumental in, in, in that thinking again process. That's beautiful. Sometimes I feel... Sometimes I feel like a motherless child are joining me from Austria. And I wonder, could you share with us a little bit about what are you on the verge of now in your life? You have, you know, you've been recording for 20 years. You've been doing amazing things. I just wonder, yeah, what are you on the verge of now? Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been uh, playfully saying to my friends, it's it's the mommy renaissance. (laughs) Because, you know, it's my son is almost eight. He's in second grade and, you know, he's playing by himself. So oh, that's so cool. I have time. I have a little time. Um, and I think this time has opened up ugh, a lot in my brain. You know, the interesting thing is when I was, I gosh, my goodness, I guess I was 22 because that's when I quit my job. When I was 22, when I really started thinking, I said, um, I, I was introduced to Alice Coltrane and I was so into her. I'm like, oh my God, like people are going and she's playing Hammond organ and they're singing music, sacred music with one another. I said, I want to do that. How am I going to get the money to do that? Oh, this is my 22 year old brain. Oh, yeah, I'll become a singer and I'll make a lot of money. And then I'll like, build my own like sacred center and do this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is that, I mean, it, it's a crazy dream. However, mm-hmm. I love singing with people. I love singing and how I love just witnessing how people just drop in. And so this is my goal this year 
to start doing more singing circles with people where it's really just a room of people singing, 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 and having time of quiet. I've started doing this jazz vesper at this club in Germany. (laughs) And it's been so interesting because I was afraid to ask them. I'm stepping out of of, of fear of what I think people are going to say about things. So I said, yeah, this jazz club. And they're like, oh yeah, do it. And they love it. And they've been live streaming it. You know, and then I'm like, okay, well, are people going to be into like prayer at a jazz club? And this is the main thing people talk to me about when I do the prayers. They email me about these prayers and I'm like, really? Yes. Yes. This is amazing to me. This is so amazing. And so like I've patterned it after a traditional Vesper service, but I've made it more ecumenical or more interfaith or just open to anyone and so then I asked the club, I'm like, yeah, can you think people want to stay after and sing a little bit? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, I'm just trying to step in, step in, you know, and see, see, see what's possible. <laughs> Hey, you've used some great phrases as we talked. One was step in, and the other was drop in. Uh, Tell us what you see when you use those phrases. Ah, uh, okay. So or what do you hear? I, yeah. When I when I think of dropping in, and this is really just dropping into what people whatever everyone has so many names of 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 the divine, especially when I'm like at these jazz clubs doing this. There's people from all different backgrounds. But when I say drop in is there's that moment where people are like, whew, like no matter what, right? They're, they're really uh, relaxing in, into the divine, into that moment. And so into mm-hmm. what spirit has to say to them in whatever language that they speak. For me, like I, music, I can feel it. It's, it's a feeling. And like you can also, I'm sure you sense it when people are just, there and it's not about them being there with you or them like oh I like the singer it's they're in that moment and they're in that moment of of the divine of of what music is doing of like breath flowing and like you know the music vibrating and so for me that's dropping in musically suggestion or a hint about how how to prepare to engage this experience together on October 9th. What would you say? How to prepare? (laughs) That's a good question. Their heart, their mind, their clothing, (laughs) whatever. know i would just ask people to be prepared to show up as they are and show up for something new and for something different to to really be open to it yeah i think it would be great to just show up and be like okay let me let me try something new today sounds great as our folks get to know you a little better or just want to 
want to know more about your work, you have a great website, shondarule.com and you know, your learning site, like watermusic.com are yeah. fabulous. Is there any other way that you would suggest to folks to follow you? Uh, on Instagram. Okay. I am Shanda Rule. I post every day. I post something called Today's Joy. It's a little little post oh. on just finding joy and little things. And so that's a, another way to get to know me. And you're just at Shanda Rule on Instagram. I, it, it's called I Am Shanda Rule. That's my I IG am. handle. Oh, literally. <laughs> I am Shanda gotcha. Rule, literally. Cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, Shanda, it's been a delight to get to talk with you. Thank you so much for saying yes to us. And thank you for giving us a little introduction to, to you and your fabulousness. And we really look, <laughs> look forward to our time together with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Definitely. to the amazing Shanda Rule for joining me for this conversation today. Learn more about Shanda at shandarule.com or at her educational website, likewatermusic.com. Our producer and musical composer is Jean Chamont. An editor and publicist is Janine Taylor. I'm Corey Schlosser-Hall, and thanks for listening to On The Verge.